Alright, so be, without further ado, let's stand to our feet. Let's read the Word of God together. It's taken from Mark chapter 2, verse 1 to 12, a very familiar scripture to all of us. But so let's read this scripture and let the Word of God minister to each and every one of us. One, two, three. Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later. The news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, and even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived, a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above the head and lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus, seeing their faith. Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, What is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. So he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven? Or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stand on Lucas. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, We've never seen anything like this before. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful. Your word is real. Your word, oh God, speaks to us even till today. And I pray, oh God, that you will minister to us afresh even from your word. Lord, let there be such a, a conviction in our hearts, in our spirit, oh God, to do, Lord, like how you would do. To do, oh God, like how you have called each and every one to have your compassion, to have your heart, oh God. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless the reading of his word. Thank you very much. Like we said, this is our LCS Emphasis Weekend. And, you know, when I read this scripture, the Lord reminded me a few things. And I just want to take a look at this particular scripture and tie it into what the church is doing as a whole and how you and I can be a part of the, the work of God even in the community. Amen? All right, so first and foremost, very importantly, one observation I saw through this scripture was that these men, the four men, that we read about, especially in verse 3. It says, four men carried this paralyzed man and they brought him to Jesus. They came close to the need. Come close to the need. Recently, a, a couple of weeks ago, a group of doctors, pediatricians, and uh, several of them were orthopedic doctors and dentists from all over Klang Valley of all different walks, and races. They got together on an independent group. They called themselves Anak. And they are doing community service. And they contacted our Jwara home. And they said they want to come and give free medical and dental checks for our children. So Cecilia, our home supervisor, she was very quick to call our Rumah Jara and also two other homes who are nearby. And we gathered about 90 children. And they did the whole medical program, you know, with the stations and everything, and dental checks for the children. 
They really gave everything. They came, they came, they served breakfast, they provided lunch, they got goodie bags, they did all this, all the medic medication, everything was on their own. It was not taken from any government organization or what they took it, they they all sold in money and they all plowed in together to get that particular program done. I had the opportunity of gathering all of them together at the end, thank them for, for all the works that they have done. You, Please, this is all walks of life. Yeah? You have your Malay doctors there, your Chinese doctors there, your Indian doctors there. They are all from, all, some of them are, most of them are pre-believers. So I'm just thanking them and challenging them. And something must have struck a chord because I told them, I said, I want to appreciate you for doing this. Because while many people continue to do what they do, in the mundanity of looking after their patients, after patients, especially as doctors, they look after patients, after patients. Sometimes you forget why you're doing what you're doing. And so what they did was, you know, it, it was, I said, you know, your, whatever you did is more than just a medical thing. You really came and you took the effort to show your heart and love even for these children. You came close enough to the need. And some of them started tearing. I'm like, wow, okay, you can, can cry one. Okay, wow, very good. You know, to me, I, I was just being sincere because I know that it means a lot to the homes for them to do what they did. Now, a lot of a lot of us, you know, we hear a lot of good works being done. A lot of us know that there are a lot of um, uh, CSR programs in your companies. They all do it as well. But I think it is very, very important that each and every one of us, as believers of Jesus Christ, you know the heart of God. When God came, He came as flesh so that He could come close to the need. Pastor Vincent preached a powerful message last week talking about, about feed, feed them. You feed them. The title was You Feed Them. Luke 4.18 says, you know, he brings good news to the poor. And he doesn't do it by dropping manna from heaven to feed the 5,000. He could have. Ooh, feed the 5,000. But he used whatever, need, whatever that was in the hands of the child. He could have called, sent thunderbolts, or healing will come. But no, he touched them and he healed them. You need to come close enough to the need. You need to come close to the need. Reading about it is good, hearing about it is good, but the moment you come close enough to the need, some of you will get it. Some of you will get it that you just can't sit on the sidelines and just do things at arm's length. These four men, assuming they were his friends, we don't even know, okay? All the time when we do Bible stories, you know, even for the children's church, we say that uh, the paralyzed man and the four friends. We don't even know whether they are friends or not, honestly. We don't even know if they are family members. We don't know. We, we really have no idea about these four guys who did what they did. We have no idea. But what they did was they probably came so close to the need and they realized they couldn't do, they could not just stand there and not do anything. They came close to the need. This year we've slanted our life, uh, our LCS emphasis and also even our charity bazaar promo a little bit different because we wanted us as a church to know that 
Whatever you're doing is not just for a home. It's not just a physical home, rumah juara, life zone, you know, or, or heritage. It's not just for a home. There are individuals in this home. There are individuals with names. There are individuals with stories, with dreams. Some of our Life Zone brothers have been seated here attending our services week after week. They are individuals with names. I've heard some of their stories and they are amazing stories of how God has transformed their lives. When you come close enough to the need, you understand why you can't sit on the sideline and just fold your arms and not do anything. You and I have a part to play to pass that man. This morning, we've prepared a video for you that talks about some of these lives from the different homes through the ministry of LCS, how their lives have changed, have been touched, how because of what you have contributed has gone into the transformation of their lives. McTweedy, good ball, Giroud. Helped on here, and Mbappe's got another one! Hi, my name is John. I'm 14 years old this year. I came to Jara with my brother, Caleb. I came to Jara because my mother was a single woman and she cannot afford to take care of us. My relationship with my brother is very close. So we two, are, our dream is to be a football player. We two always work together and uh, we have always teamwork, so whatever he has learned, so he will teach me whatever I learn, I will teach him. Good morning, my name is Alex. My age is 66. After 2017, I was looking after my addition of five grandchildren. It's all belong to me. I have to look care of them. From the three down to eight. So I got help from GT from for Food Bank. After that, another few more months, Forex comes in to help me with the financial aids. My bigger challenge is I have to take care of extra five my grandchildren. I find it difficult because of feeding them because the school fees is coming higher and higher every year. And their uniform, everything. My name is Desmond. So, uh, when I was young, I don't feel any love, peace and joy. Because of, uh, both of my parents were working and I always uh, get into trouble to get their attention because of their working and why they don't spend time on me uh, and chuck me uh, to my grandmother. And my grandmother, who is the one who taking me all the time and because I don't feel any uh, of them beside me and I get into the drugs and because of the drugs I uh, want to be independent I ran out from my house from this country ran to the Thailand and I was wrong and because uh, I, I'm so sad about why they don't even spend time on me I went to the Thailand with my girlfriend and uh, 
being together uh, there two years and had a son and after a while one day that she leave both of us and she asked me to uh, uh, leave Thailand. My name is uh, ADL. I am in New Year's uh, more than nine years. My job is uh, checking the engine's uh, emission. So I work underneath, so I open, change the uh, auto sensor, one shot, I know. Suddenly, wow, very painful. I go to the washroom. I go inside my house uh, washroom. I I came out. I feel disease. Suddenly I fell down. I'd be happy to take care of them because. They have no choice. Their parents are left. My, my grandchildren, they don't think of their parents, they think of their grandmother and grandfather. They are taking care of them. The food, when they go back home from study, they see the food on the table. When evening comes, they don't think of hungriness. The food is there for them. The way I see the football is not only fun, they can play. I always look towards the tactics. Lah. The, my biggest hope is, I hope that I can take a FIFA World Cup for Malaysia. Lah. After 18 months in Limezone, I get a job from Glass Shop and previously I, I don't feel any love from my family and I don't want him to get same mistake like me. I will spend time with him before the service 15 minutes I will together with him. When I spend time with him I will talk to him, laugh with him and I will give him the biggest hug and uh, the biggest uh, hope is I will do better in my job and I will um, bring him out from the orphanage home and I will stay together with him. Amen. There's a Peruvian theologian who says this. He's known as the father of liberation theology, Father Gustavo Guterres. Puts his finger on a sore spot when he spoke these prophetic words and asked a simple but super awkward question. He says, you care? You say you care about the poor. Then tell me their names. All the efforts that we're doing, it's not just for... It's not just for an organization and in their lives, their individual lives. You've heard some of their stories today. Today, after the service, 
the different residents, the different home masters will be outside at our lobby area. And I told them that this year we, we won't want you all to come and sing song and, and, and do a dance. But we want each and every one of you to go out there and get to know their names. Talk to them. Yesterday I asked the children, you all won't bite, right? One little boy said he will bite, but okay. Other than him, the rest won't bite, okay? Talk to them. Get to know them. Talk to them. Talk to them. How, many, how many months have you been in, in the centre? How, how long have you been here? What are your dreams? What's your favourite subject in school? They go to, to church with us, but a lot of times they walk in and out when we don't even know their names. This is a family of God, the Glad Tidings family, and they are part of the family. Amen? So let's get to know them after the service, get to know their names and talk to them. Come close to the need. Second thing I observe about this is this, is that they committed to the cause. You need to commit to the cause. Commit to the cause. Verse 4 tells us how these four men committed to the cause. Social needs ministry is never easy. It's one of those ministries that the needs are continuously there. It's never ending. There's always some more things to do. There's always more money to give. There's always, no, there's always needs. There's always somebody out there who is in need. And in this last, just past few weeks, and I've just gotten to know some of these situations in our homes. And I'm so thankful for every one of the home supervisors and, and home masters that, we, that God has placed in our church to be leading each one of these residents. They've gone the extra mile. They've gone so much. They've done so much for these homes, far beyond what their job description says they should to be doing. They've gone the extra miles. They stayed up at night when the kids are not well. Just two days ago, Cecilia was attending a particular course, a particular talk, sorry, from one of the MPs, a member of parliament, talking about those with the BC and IC documentation situations. And we have children even in our homes that still till today have not been able to obtain their birth certificates and or documentations. There's one particular child when he, she was admitted to our home about almost 10, about 12 years ago, 11 to 12 years ago, she was abandoned. No documentations whatsoever. But nobody even knew her full name. Nobody even knew how old she was. They looked at her physically. They think about probably about 10, 11 years old. It's been almost 10, 11, 11 years plus. Every other year, they have been trying to get her a birth certificate done for her in JPN trying to apply over and over and over and over again. Till today, it's still not done. But they are committed to the cause. These four men carried this man, this paralyzed man, from God knows where. It doesn't say they carried him from a nearby house or whether it was, it was, it was 20 km away, I don't know. There's no mention the distance that they had to travel. They came all the way and they saw a house that was so packed to even at the door, they can't even enter through the door. They could have said, hey, hey friend, buddy, we tried our best. Look, you can see for yourself. There's no way we can get in. I'm sorry. Right? 
And the paralyzed man would have probably said, it's okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for bringing me this far. I could have never come this far if it hadn't been the four of you. Yep. And they could have just said, why don't you just leave me here outside the door? If Jesus walks out, then maybe, you know, if he sees me, then he will, he will, he will pray for me. Lah. It's okay. But no, these guys committed to the cause all the way. They carried this man up to the roof on top of the head of Jesus. As the scripture says, they dug a hole. They got their hands dirty. They dug a hole. They, 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 and they took the risk. They, lay, they lowered this man right down in front of Jesus. They committed to the cause. And I'm so, again, from the bottom of our hearts, from this church, we want to thank all of you who have committed to the cause. So many of you are serving with, your, with no titles, no names mentioned, no whatever. You know, you have been giving. Some of you have been coming to pack food at, 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 um, at food bank. Nobody knows. Some of you have been, I call you the food ninjas. You know why? Because sometimes on Saturday evening, those food cages that we see for food bank is empty. But then on Sunday morning, right, it's all full. We don't know how it comes on. It's food ninjas, you know. Maybe CCTV can catch them, but then we need to catch them on this, this type. You have done all this. You have given, some of you have visited the home, some of you have gone quietly to cook meals for them, some of you have gone to do tuition and a lot of different life skill trainings even for the children and we appreciate that, but the needs are so much more. Since I came on board as uh, part of the LCS, a lot of you have been asking and said, how can I be a part? Actually, we don't know how to be a part. Some of us really don't know how you can be to participate. I want you to take this out. This brochure is with, in your bulletin. You all should have, all have one. If not, share it amongst one another. If the ushers can just help me. Every single one of us should have, a family at least should have one. We've listed out how, how you can partner throughout the year with every one of these homes. Because they've got programs, they've got things lined up for them, and some of it takes a longer time, longer commitment because it's about tuition, it's about giving some, some course, it's about, you know, so it just doesn't take a one-off kind of thing. But some of it is because they want to have activities like Christmas celebrations and so on and so forth. There are so many ways that you can partner with LCS. You can be like these four men who went all the way for the lives of these people who are now, we have the privilege to care for. Look at it. So many ways, so, so many ways. The food bank, you can help out. How you can help out, there are staples. There's a list of staples that they have, even at their booth. You know, there are times when you, you just want to give of, 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 of those staples. You can also provide those staples as well. In Glad Shop, if you know of anyone, you know Glad Shop is such an amazing ministry. That every piece of apparel that you purchase, it really goes into aid of repurposing the lives of these children and our homes. In the charity bazaar, we will be having a guide shop sales. You see the brochure also inside your bulletins and it's over a three-day period as well. Don't miss out of it. It's not just about shopping and buying things. You're shopping for a cause. 
You're shopping for a cause because every apparel that you buy, every profit that is generated through Glad Shop goes to repurposing these lives. You can partner. As a cell, you can do this together as a zone. There's so many things that can be done together. As a church, we can make a greater impact even in the community. Amen? Amen? So I want to encourage you, outside as well, there, is a red, there are two red boards outside and those are immediate needs of the homes. There are some things that they are still lacking in. If you can meet some of those needs, maybe not everything, but some of those needs which you think that you can meet those needs, please fill in the form and give it to the home masters as well and they will be in touch with you. Look, take a look at it. If anyone else needs this brochure, I think they are coming around to, to give out to you as well. If you need one, just slip up your hand very quickly and then the ushers will pass it out to you. Commit to the cause. Glad Shop as well. They, they receive goods and all these goods need to be tagged and sorted. There's so much work to do, especially even for the coming charity bazaar. If you have time, if you are able to, you know, call that number there. Contact us so that we can fit you into the volunteer slots as well, even for manning Glad Shop even that day during the Charity Bazaar and for the next three days when they are having the sales in Perugia Hall. Don't miss out on this. You can be a part of committing to the cause and knowing that this cause is for a good cause. It's for the repurposing of lives. It's to really provide hope for them. Amen? Amen. So as a church, let's continue to do our part. Amen? Amen. And finally is this, connect them to Christ. Connect them to Christ. I was recently introduced to this term and I've been reading much more into it. And it's the term called integral mission. Integral mission. The Lausanne movement defines it simply as this, the proclamation and the demonstration of the gospel is not simply the issue of evangelism and social involvement being done alongside each other. It's not about that. It's not about evangelism and social involvement being done alongside each other, but rather, this is what integral mission means. That our proclamation has social consequences. As we call people to love and repentance in all areas of life and that our social involvement has evangelistic consequences as we bear witness to the transforming grace of Jesus Christ. This means whatever we do, the proclamation of the gospel will have social consequences, will have an impact socially as well. That's why we see videos after videos when revivals hit a certain place. When people get saved, you see how things turn around. Crime rates drop. Things turn around. Because there are social consequences when the proclamation of gospel, when there's a tra transformation of lives. Similarly, when we are involved socially as well, there's an evangelistic consequences because they see the hands and feet of Jesus reaching out to them. Like I say, it's not just good works. It's because a love that has been poured out into us and all our response, and the only thing that we can do is to respond back in that same love to those in need. And I pray that this church will be a church that practices integral missions in everything that we do. You know, I, I was attending a conference some years ago and this Christian businessman was sharing. He was talking about two nations, especially talking about Bangladesh and South Korea. 
post-World War II, these two nations were rated in the world economic ranking. Bangladesh was, I think, 180-something. South Korea was 160-something, world economic rating. But shortly after World War II was when there was a movement in South Korea. And we know people like, like uh, Dr. David Cho, Cho Yong-gi, started his church with praying with a few people, with his mother-in-law and the, and the two other ladies. They pray, and then something happened and the church grew. And now Korea has got one of the largest population of Christians, of believers in the world. Some of the largest churches are all are in Korea. And we see, and he was saying that in the year 2000, when they did that same survey again of the world economic ranking, South Korea has jumped up to double digits. But Bangladesh was still in about 130-something. There is a very powerful transformation that happens when the gospel touches people and the gospel touches a nation. South Korea does not have any natural resources. And yet, it is one of the most thriving nations in the world because of the power of the transformation of the gospel. So whatever we do, there are consequences even socially as well. And I believe with all my heart, as we reach out in different ways, whatever means that we do, when people's lives get changed and touched, transformation happens whether it is in the church and outside the church and in their environment. These children have come from all different backgrounds. Some of these brothers have come from all different backgrounds, but as they've come into the homes, they have learned about the power of the gospel that sets them free. And I believe their environment is also going to change. Their social environment is going to change because of what they have learned and the transformation power of Christ in their lives. I know some... As a, as a young, as a teenager, I've heard about, about the, the slums in the different areas of the world. You know, those people who stay in garbage areas, you know, and, and all that. And, you know, as, you know, some of you dream of going to Paris, of, of going to China, of going to whatever. I had a dream to go to the slums. I always wanted to visit them. And I had the opportunity to do so last year. It was one of those uh, meetings, one of those visits that, that really changed my life forever. I went to the slums in Manila, where they call this place um, Tondo, which is a very notorious place, and it's, where, it's a garbage area. So you see everywhere they are walking, there's garbage everywhere, everywhere. It's garbage everywhere, everywhere. It's like really... As much as I see all of you, the garbage was like there, everywhere. It's the smell, the, you know, and, and I remember something very distinctively because there was one particular spot where we stopped and we gave a, a lollipop to one of the children. And the child took the lollipop and was started putting it in, his, in her mouth and she was running around, around us. And as she was running, the lollipop fell on the floor. And before I could reach out and to say, no, she picked it up. She put it back right in her mouth. I looked to my right and there was this whole 
bunch of young people, young men, with plastic bags in their nose. They were sniffing glue. I saw the conditions around me. I said, God, never let me be a professional Christian that I would be so comfortable inside the church but not making an impact outside. And one of the, one of the guys there, he was sharing how he was part of the program. He attended the Sunday school there and how the gospel was brought into this particular area. And now as an adult, the Lord called him to full-time ministry. And he now pastors the church right there in this place because he believes that the transformation power of the gospel is the only thing that can change this social environment. Not anything else. More than just the money, more than just whatever, there is a supernatural work that happens when the transformation happens in their hearts and in their spirit. And I believe through all the ministries that we have here, even through our LCS, transformation happens. And you can be a part of that transformation. You can be a part of this transformation. The coupons that you buy for Charity Bazaar, it's not just another 20 ringgit, not just another, another few hundreds that you spend. You're connecting them to Christ. This is exactly what the four guys did. They brought this man in front of Jesus. And that was when the miracle happened. Whatever you do, you are bringing them closer to Christ. And you're bringing Christ closer to them. I want to get the worship team to come up. I'm going to do a very simple illustration this, as we close. The altar call today is not an altar call for you to respond out here in the altar. But I want you to understand this, that every effort that you make, everything that you do partnering with any one of these homes, you're bringing Christ closer to them and you're bringing them closer to Christ. It makes a difference. It changes lives. They have a name. So my question to you is, will you be willing to pass the mat? Will you be willing to pass the mat? Come close to the need. Get to know them. After the service, they will be outside. Talk to them. Commit to the cause. Connect them to Christ. The food bank will also be opened. Some of you don't even know where the storehouse of the food bank is. As you exit here, it's on the far, far right corner. And there is a food bank. The volunteers will be there as well. Go and take a look at it. Perhaps you can volunteer some time as well to be a part. So the Please, you know, today we want you to go and have a look at them at, at, at the food bank and all the works. They also have their stories to tell. Over 200 over families. We are supporting 200 over families monthly. And on top of all the other centres, on top of all the other homes, Orang Asi settlements that they have been going and dispersing all these goods to. Many, many, many lives. 
And as a result of food bank, they saw, remember I said there are social consequences. Can I have that Luzon statement again, please? No, the integral mission. It says this, because of social involvement has evangelistic consequences as we bear witness. So every year when we invite them to come to church for a Christmas party, we want to thank God that tens of them, like 50, 30, 40 of them will come and give their lives to the Lord. Come on, let's give God the glory for that. They would have never come if the food had never gone first. You can make a difference by passing the mat as well. So this morning, even as we're going to sing this song, I want you to raise both your hands. Because I want to do this, especially in these four quadrants here. You can't do it at the back because of time. What we're going to do is, the cross is going to be passed around. There's a cross right at the end there. It's very light, don't worry. And there will be a mat on this side. What we're going to do is an action. I want you to see this for yourselves, that everything that you do, that is what is happening. You are bringing Christ closer to these people and you're bringing these people closer to Christ. So even as we sing this song, they're going to start passing. The mat, try and make it flat. Yeah? Can you imagine if there's a person on top? I'm not going to put anybody on top there, okay? Don't panic. So what we're going to do is it's going to be passed from the front to the back here and then it's going to come to the centre, right? Same thing. The cross is going to come here, come here and from this middle aisle it's going to come so that the cross and the mat can meet. Amen? Let's sing this song together and then the cross is being passed. And the mat is being passed. Raise both your hands. Even. Won't you, Lord, take a look at our hands? Those of you at the back, you stand to your feet. Let's worship the Lord. Have, use it for your plan. Won't you, Lord, Lord, take a look at our hearts? Mold it, refine it as you set us apart. We want to run to the altar. You 
would have never met if you didn't pay your part. Thank you, Glad Tidings, for being a part of what God is doing through Glad to the LCS ministries. But there's so much more to do. So much more needs to meet. And I pray that each and every one of us will remember this. That every effort that you make you're bringing someone closer to the Lord. And according to your faith, a miracle will take place in their lives. Come on, let's give God the glory for that. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your love for us. Much has been given to us, O oh God. And much is required from us. Lord, let everyone of us do our part of God of being the extension of God's hands and feet for those in need that we will bring them closer to you and you will reconcile yourself to them so I pray Father that God even today that many one of us many, many of us oh God will respond to needs that God, we will always remember this, that we are a church that cares. We are a church that provides hope. We are a church, oh God, that builds lives and communities. That we will do our part, oh God. Whatever our part is, whether it's just touching the, the little part of the, of, of, uh, the, the mat, oh God, or just showing acts of kindness as you would, oh God, Lord, you will use us to touch the community that you have placed us in. 
and this church will continue to be a beacon of light to be a blessing to many people and many nations of the world. We thank you, O God. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray.